peace at last. If asked to describe their idea of heaven, the word many people would use would be boring. George Bernard Shaw, in his typically pugnacious way, captured what most people think when he said, Heaven, as conventionally conceived, is a place so inane, so dull, so useless, so miserable, that nobody would venture to describe a whole day in heaven, though plenty of people have described a day at the seaside. Sadly, Christians can all too easily feel browbeaten by such taunts. The book of Revelation, however, would have us think of heaven and the new world differently. Just as the tree of life was planted in the middle of the Garden of Eden, Genesis 2 verse 9, John sees the tree of life growing on each side of the river, Revelation 22 verse 2. We're not to become sidetracked by such questions as, how can a tree be on both sides of a river at once? We're meant to have a literate reading of Revelation, which is not a literal reading. We're dealing with apocalyptic literature, which works with ambiguity, paradox and contradictions. The thought we're to grasp is that the tree of life is accessible to everyone, no matter, as it were, which side of the river they may be on. The spirit touches all. This might also be linked to the idea that it is the spirit who gives life and rivers give life to trees which grow beside them, both symbols merging to underscore the truth that those who are in the new creation are given eternal life by the Spirit, and keep it by eating of the tree of life which is freely and constantly available, hence twelve crops of the same fruit every month of the year. Whereas after the rebellion in the garden, Adam and Eve try to hide their shame by covering themselves with fig leaves, Genesis 3.7, the leaves of this tree act like a poultice which heals the nation. One of the terrible effects of the fall was the introduction of enmity and suspicion amongst peoples, eventually issuing in wars and conflict. But there will be no such things in the new world. For according to chapter 22, verse 3, there will be no curse. The overall picture is of a world from which there is a complete absence of all the negative associations of our present existence. Night will be no more, verse 5. This is significant because for the ancients, nighttime was a dangerous period. This was when the wild animals would prowl Enemies would attack and thieves break in under the cover of darkness. But there will be no darkness in the new age, indicating that God's people will be completely secure, protected by the illumination of God's own presence. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. There are some places in our major cities in the world where it would not be wise to venture out at night. But no such restrictions will be enforced in God's new and perfect world. There will be no fear, no anxiety, no what-ifs, just complete peace and security. A prayer. O Lord our God, 
Let us find hope under the shadow of your wings. You will support us, both when little and even to grey hairs. When our strength is from you, it is strength. When our own, it is weakness. We return to you, O Lord, that our weary souls may rise towards you, leaning on the things which you have created and passing on to yourself, since you have wonderfully made them. For with you is refreshment and true strength. Amen. Lift Up Your Heart's Devotionals is produced by GAFCON Global Anglicans. To support this and other GAFCON ministry, please visit gafcon.org.